0: Hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to a new edition of This Week in Carting, our podcast that brings you all the major news that has hit the EKN homepage over the last couple of weeks, brings it all into podcast form, perfect for listening on the way to work or commuting home, whatever it may be, or maybe you're out in the shop working on the cart, getting it ready for the weekend. We'll bring you up to speed on everything that's going on in the sport right now. It is July the 27th, episode number 46 of This Week in Karting. My name is Rob Haddon. David Cole, of course, will be joining me later on here in the show. Let's get things underway by talking about our presenting sponsor, Briggs Racing. Briggs & Stratton is powering operation grassroots around the world. No other engine manufacturer is getting new and returning drivers to the car track like the Briggs 206. The out-of-the-box performance of the Briggs 206 provides the most fun, excitement and reliability of any karting engine on the global market learn more about the 206 engine and the history behind briggs and stratton's commitment to motorsports at briggsracing.com or on instagram at RaceBriggs. uh last show was just over a week ago july the 19th episode 45 david we're trying to get maybe into a more of a groove you and I have joked over the first what forty-five episodes that they kind of happen almost once a month or once every three weeks, but we're we're really, really going to focus on trying to get them more weekly. They may be shorter shows, but we'll get some more consistency so people can can tune in once a week.
1: Yeah, I really missed the this week, this month in carding. Uh, that was <laughs> that was obviously the name change I was going for, and know, it's not going that direction, Rob. You're. You're you're making me work harder, and uh, you know now now I go, I'm going to have to start bugging people. Hey, make some news so we can talk about it.
0: That's it. Yes, there could be some weeks. It could be a 15 minute show for all we know. But we listen. We do have Nate Dean with us now, our our new editorial assistant, who's done a fantastic job with us over uh, the first couple of months. He's been here with us. So we, I, we you had him on the last show, uh, and I'm sure he'll do a lot more this week in carding shows and more podcasts throughout the remainder of the year. But at least you're going to have some help doing the heavy lifting, right?
1: Yeah, in a way, because you're just kind of there, kind of guiding things and not really lifting anything. So yeah, here,
0: comes, here comes the zinger.
1: <laughs> you're more of the foreman. You're telling, you know, you're directing things. And I guess, you know, at your old age, I guess that's kind of the way it's supposed to be, right? You know, you can't lift anything anymore.
0: I am. I do own the website. Like, <laughs> I am kind of the boss.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Again, you know, it's just that old, that old guy syndrome. Man. Wow. You know, that's what happens when you go to legends, right? You need that. What
0: is, what is you this? need,
1: you, you either need a cart lift or a street or super stands. That's able to, uh, to raise your cart up because you can't pick it up. Oh, anymore.
0: I don't want to lift the cart up anymore. Ever for sure. <laughs> Although, Hey, listen, listen, you won't listen. putting,
1: you won't be putting weight on, right?
0: Let's let's just see. It doesn't matter how much weight I lose before the CK a grand nationals this fall day, but my cart is going to be lighter than yours. Cause at least legends is a good weight. As opposed to the masters class, right?
1: It's a pro. It's the proper weight for old people. Correct. I agree with you agreed, on that. All
0: right. Let's let's jump into this week in carding. Those of you tuning in, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Hopefully, you've downloaded the ECan Radio Network app, so you're listening on a mobile device. Uh, but David, obviously, the big news that happened here, and, and as we record this, July the twenty seventh, really has just dropped uh, today to a certain extent, is the fact that the USPKS announcing their twenty twenty three schedule. Really the first of any of the programs nationally, for sure, even regionally, that have dropped their schedule for next year. Here we are just into the second half of the season. The United States Pro Card Series locking things down. Uh, And maybe the biggest news, David, and you highlighted this earlier in one of the earlier shows, USPKS going to five events for 2023.
1: Yeah, that's the biggest news out of all of this is something they announced at Road America during the Badger State Grand Prix that they're going to expand to five events for the 2023 schedule, which, again, you know, we talked about it. Less is more. Obviously, they're they're looking at it and, and getting feedback that the the race teams and racers want more. So uh, that's kind of the the situation that the series is in. And now we have a a. a already busy schedule, looking to be even busier in 2023. And another thing they announced, they were talking about January. That is not the first event on their schedule. As of right now, March 9th through the 12th will be Orlando Cart Center. Same facility they opened up the 2022 schedule with uh, around the same weekend as well. Uh, So going back to the Orlando, Florida facility for a second time, that's where they had the record number of the, of entries for the weekend over 323 entries that weekend. So, you got to believe that that's going to be a big and impactful weekend.
0: And David, look, we'll, we'll kind of jump into the schedule here, but essentially about seven months in terms of the uh, the length of the entire schedule: March, April, off in May, back in June, off in July, back in August off September back in October. So as David said, second weekend of March at Orlando Karting Center. Uh, and then let's touch on a couple of the new tracks, actually, that'll, that'll be uh, that'll be added for this year. Uh, in the April weekend, David, final weekend of April, April 27th, the 30th, they're going to Texas, to Houston, to Speed Sports Racing Park, a track that I've been to several times. Love going into the Howden Tower, as Alan Rudolph dubbed it. Uh, the announcing tower there, but man, it's I'm thrilled to see a major national event like the USPKS finally going down to Speed Sports Racing Park.
1: It's going to be a, a interesting weekend. Again, we've talked about this facility being you know a new home for national events in the Lone Star State, and you know we haven't really seen anything major go there. Uh, Texas Sprint Racing Series has got big numbers, and we saw that with their event um, this year. You know, nearly at the 200 mark in terms of entries. So yeah. you got to figure with USPKS averaging over 200 entries per event. How you know that's that's the biggest that's the biggest um, obstacle right now. The hurdle to get over is paddock size, yeah. and then where we're going to park everybody. That's you it. Know, thankfully, we have that. The, they do have a RV uh, resort next to them, to where anybody looking to have an RV at, on site can be right next door and, and do not have a, a a far walk to get over to the racetrack. But it, again, it's it it all of our, it it all surrounds the, the parking situation um, because of the limited space that they do have at speed sports, but racetrack wise, this is going to be one of those racetracks that I think people are going to want to continue to go to, because as you've said, and many others have said, this is one of the more challenging racetracks in the country.
0: And At least five or six legitimate overtaking opportunities. You can pass on this racetrack in a big way, which I love.
1: Yeah, it has speed and a lot of technical parts, not a lot of elevation. Uh, You know, from the photos, I haven't been there, obviously. It's essentially flat. flat.
0: It's flat, yeah.
1: So, you know, you, you have a lot of technical corners you know, where elevation is not going to help or hurt you. So it's, it basically boils down to you making the, making sure the cart goes where it needs to go. So I think that's one of the key aspects of that racetrack, but again, has that long straightaway. So it's got some good speed to it as well. And and as you said, many passing opportunities around that course, that's always something, you know, Alan Rudolph has talked about when, when looking at designing a racetrack, you know, that when we talked to him in the past about, you got to be able to have the malts out. Multiple passing zones to make it a good yeah. racetrack.
0: Yeah, there's three. There's three hairpins, and each has kind of a different entry into the hairpin, which is interesting. So, so March and April, Orlando and Speed Sports. They take May off. June they come back to Newcastle Motorsports Park. Of course, David, one of the uh, probably most used race tracks in the country in terms of national regional series. That's June the 22nd to 25th. Uh, everybody loves Newcastle, and then taking July off. Back at the end of August, August 24th to the 27th, essentially the weekend before Labor Day weekend and the Rock Island Grand Prix, another new track to the schedule and a track that I think uh, people are seeing the effort that's been put in by the Bailiff family. And this is going to be one of those cornerstone racetracks on the East Coast. Uh, in that August event, David, they'll head to Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati.
1: It's gonna be yeah it's certainly been one of the faci- one facilities in the country that's seen a lot of renovation and a lot of time and effort put into it over the last couple of years you know that's it's that's kind of been their focus. they want to put MCC right, three, three, <laughs> three, three <laughs> C3 uh, MC3 there you go yeah. I like that uh, on the national map and, and in order to do that they got to make it you know a, a racetrack everybody wants to compete on. And they got to make it a facility that's welcoming. And I think that's one of the big, those are the two big focuses that they've they've really put into it. Obviously, we've seen the repaving and the extension that they've done on the racetrack. So it's a super smooth racetrack. We just saw Margay Ignite Challenge Program just race there. And the Route 66 Sprint Series will make their debut uh, here next weekend. So the August, uh, sorry, I'm trying to look at my calendar, five through the seventh that'll be their debut at the, the Batavia, Ohio facility. Uh, and, and yeah, it, it's, it, they're trying to put it on the map and no better way to do that than the USPKS going there.
0: But yeah, um, Think about this, David route 66 stars championship, USPKS, Margie Night challenge, like, and, and, and their own program as well, right? Their own uh,
1: WKA is going there this year yeah. as well, too, yeah, for their right. grand nationals. That's coming up after the route 66 weekend here in August. So, uh they're they're pretty much welcoming everybody uh to the facility you know i wouldn't be you know again it's that's the only way to get people uh to to know what your facility can offer is to get them there and that's exactly exactly what the motorsports country club cincinnati has been doing is getting these big races big events big programs to their facility
0: yeah, and then September off on the schedule for the USPKS. I'll cap things off on the essentially what is the really uh, opening the second weekend of October fifth to the eighth October. GoPro Motorplex down in Mooresville, North Carolina, David. That's where they'll wrap up the twenty twenty three championship.
1: Yeah, that's when the award ceremony will happen. Again, I, I'm the only question I have right now regarding the schedule. How is the format going to (laughs) be?
0: Yeah. You want to know what you want to know. Is it two main events? If they're running Uh, running five weekends, do they run just the one main event on Sunday? You
1: know, that that's going to be, that's going to be the, the issue going in over the next couple of weeks and and months is what format they're going to run because. really
0: Have you had conversations with them, David? I know you're in the know.
1: I put it in their ear and, <laughs> you, and you know, they're the, obviously it's not something they're going to decide right now. Yeah, obviously, that. you know, the way they, they do things, they, they want to get the racers feedback and team yeah. feedback. And I think they wanted to figure out the schedule first, obviously with this expansion to, uh, to, uh, to five events. That's, that's the big part of it. So, um, yeah, that that's the only really question. Again, the J- January is something going to happen. You know, could this could change if, if maybe the, I know they are working on trying to get an event in January. As of right now, though, there's nothing in January set. So that and the format, those are going to kind of be the two uh, questions going forward with 2023 program. But they have a pretty good baseline going into next season.
0: Indeed. Good uh, good stuff for the USPKS launching their schedule for 2023. Uh, let's jump into some actual wheel-to-wheel racing just north of the border up here in Canada last weekend. The Cup Karts Canada program, which launched earlier this year in Quebec back in June, of course, the Canadian program of what is now this massively growing Cup Carts North America four cycle Briggs program south of the border. Uh, they had their second race and their first race actually in the province of Ontario, which is, of course, a hotbed for racing with you know five, six, seven racetracks within a couple hours of Toronto. Big numbers, David, for the inaugural season, 138 total entries at uh, at the race at Goodwood, Goodwood Cartways, just outside Toronto. Uh, again, 40 drivers in total in the senior light class. They ran senior light, senior medium, senior heavy, so a good spectrum for the senior drivers. Masters, junior and junior light, and they had a cadet class as well. But, David, a full field of 40 in senior light, and maybe, you know, even – Even we always talk about cadets, 21 drivers and cadets as well. For the first season for this Briggs program uh, up here in Canada, I think it's just been huge for them.
1: Well, we already knew that Briggs was popular in Canada. There's no doubt about it. They had multiple racetracks, multiple different programs offering the categories. But now we have kind of that stable Cup Carts North America program that we've seen here in the United States. Offering this up in the country of Canada to to provide them, hey, we're only running Briggs because That's all it. the other events you go to, it's it's either a road tax race with Briggs, or it's rock race with Briggs, or it's such and such with Briggs. Agreed. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this is this is the the first standalone program in the, the country of Canada that's focused solely on Briggs. So a great starting point. Obviously, huge numbers. Uh, you know, very similar to what we see with Kepkart's North America North, and even with the South program. You know, hovering with numbers close to hundred range as well too. So they've already surpassed what's going on down south, and uh, and there's obviously room to grow as they uh, continue to look at what they can do for twenty twenty three in this program alone because that's you know, as we talk to them in their face to face program with us, you know, they're they're looking to make this a really strong program and they don't want to overstep, you know, their the the limitations that you know obviously racing through may and what maybe october and then also but also
0: mid october maybe yeah
1: but also trying to work with the north program here and the south program here in the united states so it's it's you know we'll see we'll see how this progresses but to have two you know strong events like this it's a great start to to this 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 program
0: yeah, real kind of a fact-finding mission this year, right? Let's bring this up here. Let's get a feel for it, see what people think. They loved it in Quebec. It was a great weekend uh, up at Goodwood as well. You know, As you said, we had both Gerald Casely, who runs uh, the Cup Cards Canada program, and, and Greg Jasperson join us on a face-to-face show on our YouTube channel. Of course, we play that as a podcast as well, talking just about the way they're trying to get this thing rolling. And it's just cool to see Cup Cards North America with their North program, the growth of their South program, now the Canadian program here on the East Coast. There's just, they're just a steady, con- consistent growth, support for Briggs, And it's just, it's good for grassroots racing, man. It's like you mentioned it up here in Canada, it's Briggs and another two cycle category. It's kind of always been that way ever since I was racing back in the nineties as well. You know, you'd have a, you'd have four cycle and two cycle at the regional series. This is great to have just one regional series for the drivers, actually more regional slash national because it's two provinces. But it's really good for, for grassroots racing, I think, in Canada. So kudos to everybody involved, Gerald Crick and his crew. I know a lot of the guys came up from uh, from CKA to be part of it as well. Greg Jasperson and a lot of his guys came up to support it. It's just a good, it's a it's a good program, David. It's literally gonna lead into just more people wanting to come to Newcastle for the Grand Nationals. It's uh, this is <laughs> the Grand Nationals, we, we know it keeps growing, but with the with the growth of South and the launch year of the Canadian program, man, this that race is only gonna get bigger and bigger.
1: Yeah, before the COVID, we saw a lot of Canadians coming down to come to the Grand Nationals. Obviously, the, the border restrictions has kind of limited that through 2020 yep. and 2021. So, we knew after after the borders were a little were opened up that uh, the 2022 edition of the CKNA Grand Nationals is going to be massive. And there's certainly, you know, we 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 joked about the number that they were going to reach last year, and they they surpassed that. And now it's it's kind of like what exactly is going to happen exactly. for 2022 with all the yeah. Canadians coming down. And, and like you said, all the Southern racers who are now on board with the Cup Karts North America program, you know, just just how many racers we're going to have uh at newcastle in october
0: yeah looking forward to that one for sure all right folks let's jump into our first break here in this edition of this week in carding again rob howden and david cole providing you with all the information that has worked its way onto the homepage of ecardinews.com when we get back we're going to talk about las vegas stay tuned more to come history success family those are the three words that can describe comic cart sales one of the longest-tenured karting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation located just outside of Indianapolis has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in the near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. From full karting packages, new engines, spare or replacement parts, and safety gear, find it all at comickartsales.com. Their Comet Racing Engine service has won multiple major events and championships over decades of karting and continues to offer the best trackside service in the industry, specializing in IAMI X-30, IAMI Swift, and other two-cycle power plants. Make sure to head to CometKartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Kart Sales family today. Make that jump from the club level and race against the best in the country at the Texas Sprint Racing Series. The premier regional kart racing series in Texas is a five-race program that features five different tracks, all in the southern portion of the USA. The Texas Sprint Racing Series kicks off the season in the Big Easy on March 25th, 26th and 27th, hosting round one at the NOLA Motorsports Park in New Orleans, Louisiana, as a warm-up to the Supercarts USA Winter National. the series returns to the Lone Star State on May 20 to 22, returning to the popular Speed Sports Racing Park in New Caney, Texas. One of the founding circuits in Texas, North Texas Cartway in Denton, is slated to host Round Three on June the 24th to the 26th. Round Four travels to the Texas Panhandle and the Amarillo Kart Circuit on August 5th, 6th, and 7th. The fifth and final round of the 2022 Texas Sprint Racing Series travels to the MSR Houston Karting Facility in Angleton, Texas on September 23rd to 25th. Details surrounding the rules and class structure for the official Supercarts USA and International Kart Federation Series can be found at TexasSprintSeries.com. Welcome back to episode 46 of This Week in Carding. Hopefully you're listening on your mobile device or maybe uh, right on your favorite platform, whatever it may be. Of course, as we said, through the EKN Radio Network, our, your first opportunity to listen to any of our content. Uh, as I said before the break, jumping now, David, into uh, Las Vegas. Uh, November, of course, October and November on time. This time, just all in November. Carding uh, has invaded uh, Sin City. Uh, both with the Rock Vegas event and the Supercarts USA Supernationals, which will celebrate its 25th edition this year. A de- the monumental weekend, monumental season year for the Supernationals and Supercars USA. The uh, the entry and registration, David, going open, and it took 44 seconds <laughs> for the first entry to find its way into Scusa's uh, database.
1: Yeah, th- this is a story we missed on last week's this week in karting. So I kind of wanted to cover, you know, the 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 intrigue that is going to be the Super Nationals 25 again, a monumental event that's going to happen. Uh, entry actually opened the Sunday of the United States Pro Kart Series Badger State Grand Prix weekend. So literally, it was funny. I had just walked by Ashton Woods pit. And talk to his dad and he was on the phone waiting for it to open. So I literally got to see behind the scenes <laughs> him setting up and waiting for entry to open because, uh, you know, uh, the mini and micros are based on entry. So that's where you leave the, the pit lane for practice is based on entry. So for the cadet drivers, it was a really important aspect of the weekend in road america to be able to get their entries in be one of the quickest you know one of the first to do it and as I said, as you said, Ashton Wounds uh, was the first entry, which beat out Hannah Greenmeyer by just 10 seconds as the first entry for this year's Super Nationals. So I thought that was a really cool story to see Supercarts USA publish.
0: And, here, and here's the cool thing. So you got these two people entering super quick, right? The Wound family and the Greenmeyer family jumping on really quickly. As we've seen before, people want to dive in. In the first 24 hours, that registration available for Super Nationals 25 200 entries coming in in 24 hours but maybe even more interestingly is that uh 30 60 entries coming from australia which is more, more than
1: 60, m- more than yeah. more than 60 entries so that's that, that's you know obviously that's part of the super nationals is the international flavor that you do get at the at the vegas event And that's something that we've seen what dating back to 2007 when, you know, the first, uh, you know, factory drivers from Marco Artigo and others started coming over to race in the the pro shifter category. And now we just continually see international drivers through every category uh, at the super nationals. And I think that's with COVID restrictions down more. And obviously, Australia, they've been locked down even harder than what we've been in the United States and Canada. They're able to travel now so that's kind of the the goal if for a lot of the carters there who have been waiting since 2019 to come back to to vegas and come back to the super nationals is to race at this year's event so i'm gonna think i'm, I'm gonna think we're gonna have probably one of the highest international Percentages uh, at the Super Nationals history.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really good point, David. Uh, as of yesterday, which is July twenty sixth, over three hundred entries uh, being logged for the Super Nationals, which takes place, of course, uh, the weekend before American Thanksgiving uh, at the Rio All Suite Hotel and Casino. Uh, there are there is some interesting stuff that's happened because as we've seen through some, a lot of Supercars USA racing and a lot of other racing around the uh, around the country, the Masters categories have not been. Uh, overly supported uh, with a lot of interest on, on national level racing. So what Skuza is saying is, so for X30 Master, KA100 Master, which would will be, will be the de- debut for the Master Category, KA100 at the Supernats, and Master Shifter, they need to have 25 pre-entries by August the 21st. So that's almost a full month away, three weeks for sure. Uh, that's We'll see what happens, David. I, I know it's, it's interesting to do this because I think a lot of the Masters guys, uh, especially Master Shifter, um, I mean – Maybe not as a big a hurry, right? Yeah, I know I can enter later on. We don't have a lot of guys. X thirty master used to be actually the first class to sell out because people would be dying to get in there, right? At one point, David, but but now you know I think it's it's interesting because they probably would have waited until September or October, but now they're kind of being pushed to get it done by you know late August just to make sure the class even is on the schedule.
1: Yeah, it was you know went back when it was Tag Master, when we had multiple yep. engine format was going. It was one of the quickest categories to sell out. You know, last year I think X thirty Master was was uh, yeah they were capped off at you know, they had thirty eight drivers. So okay. so I think that category. I don't think we're gonna have any issues with getting that number up there. I think obviously the Master Shifter we had just under twenty last year at the Super Nationals. So maybe get some. You know, now with FIA maybe doing the 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 master category for shifter carts uh, at the World Cup, maybe we'll maybe we'll see some some of those guys starting coming back over because I know. The master shifter category was still huge, too, and had a lot of number number of international drivers coming over and doing that, even when we had the, it was the stock motive program. But now that I think we're it's both KZ and and the IAMI engines, it's kind of the open format. Again, I think we're going to start seeing more of those drivers maybe possibly coming back. And again, you think about it. Some of the drivers that are thirty, that are international. Could you imagine, like a Mark Marco Artigo or, or some of those? He's not going to come and run
0: masters. I know he's not going to run <laughs>
1: masters, but I'm I'm just kind of putting the baseline of like that's, yeah. you know, those guys are eligible. So maybe a guy who used to race, you know, ICC back in the day. That's like forty. Maybe he's interested in coming and racing super nationals. So that that's going to be, you know, I think master shifter is going to be the questionable one. And then of course, K master being the new category. Hey, can we get the number of participants needed to have this class at the super nationals? That's, that's going to be kind of the driving force, but I think X30 master should be, should be good. And you should see kind of the same familiar names coming back. Obviously, you know, That everybody that we've seen at the United States Pro Card Series, you know, they're getting over 20 there. So I think you get a lot of those guys, you know, the Martin Pierce, Matt Johnson, Derek Wang, Danilo Romalo, Renato Yadder David, Mario Barrios. Going, yeah, right.
0: Exactly. All
1: these guys, Miguel Mir, Scott Cobb, Carlos Calderon, you know, all these guys that we've seen you know, race, uh, Diego Pelosi. I think, I think that's going to be the category will that should, should reach that, that 25 uh, by that time, as long as they enter, that's, that's the hard part. Like you said, a lot of these guys are probably used to entering say September or even October. It's now it's going to be the month of August is going to be for Supercars USA to keep the pressure on the old guys and be like, Hey, you know, put, put your credit card down and, and, and put your money down. And, you know, chips are in. Let's let's get let's it done. Do this,
0: yeah, yeah. hey, hey listen. And for the for K one hundred Master, which is growing uh, on the club level and regional level all around the country, you know, this it's the first time has offered this up. So if you're a K one hundred Masters driver, you want to see this event on the Super Nationals weekend on the on the on the docket. Step up and get in because that's yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of the teams could could help with that too. You know, you look at like a Trinity Carding Group, awesome yeah. Performance Group. You know ryan perry motorsport a lot of these race teams that do ha- have a lot of 100cc racers already it's a great addition to their race team for that weekend is to get the masters guys involved in the 100cc side of things and again but looking at the schedule KA master is in the morning, X30 master is in the afternoon, so you could have a lot of guys that are going to be double doing duty. double dipping. So, yeah, you're right. you know, if Mike Smith was man enough, he could probably do it as well, but <laughs> oh. he's probably going to, you know, not do either.
0: So, <laughs> I, love it. I love it. So, uh right now the only two categories <laughs> Loves shooting barbs out like that that's fantastic <laughs> got it uh, so to. the only two categories right now that that are being offered up for 88 entries the, the, you know, the two groups is ka 100 senior and x30 senior at this point uh, so David Sscooge is saying that and you can confirm this for me so Sscoo is saying that they will expand mini Swift past the 44 if they get 25 drivers on the wait list by august 21st so another 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 date requirement there for for mini Swift
1: Yeah, you're going to have to have 69 drivers entered for Mini Swift by that August 21st date in order for that category to be expanded. Because, again, that coincides with dropping either K100 Master or Master Shifter or X30 Master or trying to figure out a way to make it all work and get all of that on the schedule. So, again, it's, you know, a little time consuming and a little bit of a time crunch in order for people to get their entries in. But that's kind of, you know, when you have a massive event, again, we're already 300 entry over 300 entries already after, you know, what two weeks of, of having registration open, not even two weeks or yeah, it's just over two weeks. So um, they, yeah, they got to make sure they have all all the, I's dotted, T's crossed to make sure this event goes off well. And I think schedule is a big part of it, making sure it fits and, and making sure it works with not only the race teams, but all the the staff and making sure everybody everything's in order in order to make, again, uh, this historic event, 25th annual event to, uh, to happen.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, so Super Nationals 25 is going to be a good one. Obviously, the entries come pouring in already. We'll see what categories actually make the cut when it's all said and done. Uh, before the Supernationals, which takes place later in November, the Rio will have another race there this year. On November 2nd to the 6th, Rock Vegas, D- David returning to the Rio. The plan is to get back to the, P- the Planet Hollywood location back in 2023. But for this year, with some of the stuff's happening around the area, of course, F1 coming to Las Vegas could throw wrenches at everybody's plans. But uh, but Rock Vegas, the Rockers, we will, will be back at the Rio again this year as well.
1: Yeah, Rock Cup USA is committed and and has worked out a five year deal with Caesars Entertainment Group, which which I believe manages the the Rio. I don't think they own it any longer, but manages the the activities that happen at the Rio, along with you know Planet Hollywood and other uh, locations throughout Las Vegas. And so that's a key element is that you know Rock Cup USA is committed to keeping the Rock Vegas event uh, going. Uh, it was probably one of the biggest events of the season last year uh, compared next to the super nationals and and a couple other events that were a little bit bigger, but uh, certainly, you know, racing behind the planet Hollywood was a cool little new aspect to it last year. Not exactly the parking lot they were hoping for. And I think that's one of the situations that they're dealing with. Obviously you already mentioned the formula one coming in for uh, Vegas in 2023. So you figure it's, if they haven't already, they're already starting construction and figuring out how to make that uh, that street race work with uh, the tight confines of the Las Vegas Strip and all the uh, surrounding areas where the racetrack is going to be going, including the paddock area. You know, So there's a lot of un- unknown, at least to the public, unknown entities regarding that event and the, and the future of that event and how things are going to shake out. Uh, in terms of real estate and and yeah. parking lots and and space that's going to be utilized just for that event alone, and then how you know where do where does Rock Vegas event fit in and ex- including the schedule because you know who knows how much they're what they're building uh, during the month of November uh, to get ready for the event in 2023. So a lot of unknowns regarding that event, but one thing we do know is it'll be back at the Rio. Uh, and it'll be, you know, a little bit of a returning home for that event as well. And it's kind of similar to the super nationals. And again, a little bit easier on the teams because it will all be at the same facility. They'll be able to, to kind of know, obviously going in what to expect and, uh, and and go forward, a known entity. Exactly. So a little bit more. Uh, stress-free a little less less stress-free than uh, what we had over 20 you know 20 in 2020 and 2021
0: indeed all right let's have another quick break we get back we're gonna do a little silly season update for you a number of drivers have been moving teams and moving chassis and we'll also bring you a little bit of international news from the fia stay with us more to come on this edition of this week in karting run by the racers, for the racers. The Pad Holders Super Cup Series has been welcoming record numbers throughout the 2022 season at the first four events of the year. It's been a great season, and it's time to cap it off in style. Make sure you're part of the championship finale promoted by the Northwest Karting Association, one of the longest standing organizations in the Pacific Northwest. The series finale will take place at the Sumas International Motorsports Academy circuit in Sumas, Washington on August 5th to 7th. Head over to padholdersupercup.com to learn more about racing against the best in the Pacific Northwest. Powered by technology. DID racing chains have a worldwide reputation for superior quality and reliability. Meticulously engineered and manufactured in Japan, DID Genuine Parts are the world's number one original parts supplier for Japanese and European motorcycle manufacturers. A rich racing tradition where results speak for themselves, DID prides itself on engineering the most technologically advanced chains on the market to help you excel on and off the track. DID's SDH pin treatment creates an extremely hard chromium carbide layer on the pin's surface that houses a soft inner core to absorb extreme shock loads. DID's 219 HTZ racing chain boasts this SDH pin technology, which leads to longer chain life as well as excellent energy transmission to the wheels. Available in the gorgeous gold, the 219 HTZ is the ultimate racing kart chain. Pick up a DID chain at your local dealer today. Because when winning is the only thing that matters, go with DID. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode 46 of This Week in Carding. My name is Rob Howden. It is July the 27th, 2022. David Cole joining me as we kind of work our way through all the news that has found its way to the EKN homepage. Uh, David, a little silly season, mid-season silly season, as we've seen a couple of drivers make some moves, and and they're not just drivers that you see kind of mid-pack. The guys, we're we're talking about some of the, you know, two of the best drivers in the sport right now, Paulie Massimino and Danny Formal making moves mid-season.
1: Yeah, as we talked about in last week's edition of This Week in Card, and we talked about Pauly Massimino leaving Ryan Perry Motorsport. Uh, and at that time, we were unsure of where he would end up. And now that we do have an update on him, he's moving over to Speed Concepts Racing uh operation and running ab- aboard a CRG. So guiding... Going completely different, different race team and different chassis for Massimino, who is number three in the EKN driver rankings for TAG currently right now, and is in uh, the championship hunt in the scusa Pro Tour. So, yeah. uh, weekend under his belt with uh, the CRG at the uh, the GoPro Motorplex Club Race this past weekend, as we talked about in our uh, outlap that's playing right now on the EKN Radio Network. Uh, so he's got he's not going in this weekend with a, a completely unknown uh, entity in terms of cart and and what, what it'll do. So so he's got a weekend under his belt. So he should uh, should be on speed and up to pace uh, heading into the weekend for uh, the X thirty senior co- uh, category.
0: Yeah, over the last couple of years as well, we've seen Danny Formal be one of the top drivers in Pro Shifter. Uh, at the Super Nationals, at big events, national events throughout the year. Of course, he and Greg Bell teaming up with Leading Edge Motorsports on the Formula K. They've won a ton of races, uh, and they've really kind of become synonymous with each other. Well, Danny Formal has also been moving into the IMSA world, into sports car racing, teaming up with another former shifter car driver, Kyle Marcelli, to run in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo program. And he's been doing extremely well. So Danny, with the focus of trying to get, of course, into a full time racing career as a driver, but also the opportunity then arising for him to get a full time position with one of the top teams. Of course, Danny raced for Leading Edge Motorsports, but this is a full time gig. David coming down the pipe that Formal, joining Rawlison Performance Group as a driver coach, uh, working within the team, uh, and finding out now that he'll actually be competing this coming weekend at the Super National uh, Summer Nationals, rather, at Newcastle. Don't see a lot of racing for, for Danny within the team, but more as a coach side, but he will be racing this weekend on the Cosmic, but a pretty big move for Danny Formel to get a full-time gig with Ralston.
1: Yeah, that's the big news that he is racing this weekend. You know, we talked about it and in the last edition of This Week in Karting that he's joined Ralston Performance Group, mostly as a driver coach, as you said, yeah. but uh, we weren't sure exactly when we would see him put a helmet on and get back on the OTK brand, which he's very familiar with. He grew up racing OTK and a number of other different brands as well, too. But going back to OTK and, and racing pro shifter category this weekend, so making his pro tour debut on the season, uh, again, was the number three ranked driver in EKN driver rankings, but lost some a couple events. So he's fallen down the order a little bit. So this will certainly help put him back into the run, uh, certainly. And then I would expect to see him uh, in the seat, probably at Super Nationals next. You know, as you so, said, he's, yeah. he's got all the car stuff he's got going on. He won't be in Vegas for Rock Cup, uh, Rock Vegas, because he will be in Portugal racing in the uh, Lamborghini program there, trying to become a, a factory driver for 2023. So uh, I would expect to see him race this weekend and then possibly again at Super Nationals.
0: Yeah, so big move, part of the silly season. A couple of top drivers uh, jumping on a new equipment here this coming weekend. So, looking forward to that. And I mentioned before the break, some news coming out of the FIA CIK as well, David. A, a new engine program, the OKN engine, using the current OK engine as the foundation. Give me some insight, give everybody some insight on what's going on here with the FIA and, and the, the motivation behind a new program.
1: I, you know, I'm not really quite sure the motivation, but <laughs> um, there is a you know again a new engine that's going to be homologated for 2023, and that is the new OKN engine. And it, kind of the focus of it is to I think it's more of a reliable uh, engine package to provide. You know, it's kind of a a more affordable program for drivers who don't want to do the okay or okay junior program i think right now it's focused more on the senior element side of things the senior drivers and not so much the the junior side so it's basically based around the okay engines that are out there right now but it is a a limited engine only fifteen thousand rpms compared to i believe the okay engine right now going up to 16. Uh, so I think it's more of a, a reliability side of things to make sure the engine lasts a little longer. Does not have an exhaust valve, so that's one of the unique aspects of the OKN engine. And uh, again, right now we have Medina, Vortex, IAMI, and TM all involved in producing an engine for the 2023 season. And right now they're looking at two different types of carburetors. That's the unique thing. They're either going a bull type carburetor or diaphragm type carburetor. And it's gonna be all based on what ASN rules you you follow. So if your you're country, in Italy, yeah. you gotta follow which rules they provide or Brazil or whatever country uh, assigns the uh, actual type of carburetor you are required to use. And again, they're looking at trying to do a, a World Cup in 2024 with this category, limiting drivers to just one chassis one engine, and six tires per race event. So this is this is a unique program. I think it's, you know, I think they see the, uh, you know, kind of the sportsman side, you know, kind of what we see yeah, in, like in, in the U.S. You know, kind of, I think right now, the OKN engine right now here in the U.S. is already the K.A.
0: Yeah again it's interesting right it's not something the ok engine is something that we report on from europe right in the in the programs there wsk whatever it may be uh it's just not something we have over here in american karting right now but yeah it's kind of that focus on the sportsman i, I like i like that that term it's again it's it's a restricted engine down to 15000 rpm like you said and the world cup's going to be you know restricting to just a one chassis one engine limited tires so you're not pulling different chassis out you're not bolting on different motors throughout whatever it may be uh it's it's it we'll we'll see how it plays out david but again you're right similar to what we already have with with our ka program
1: again it's just another engine to uh, a formula that or you know it's another part of the equation we didn't need it's just i'm not quite sure exactly the the need for it when you have all the you know especially iami and vortex they already have their sportsman style programs already say IAMI with the x30 and the mini mini Swift engine vortex with you know the rock GP program that the they have are there you're right the yeah. engines are already there well, you know what's what's the need for that all I can think of is FIA wants to dip into it into what the, the engine manufacturers are already doing with well, with their sportsman side of competition engines
0: it also provides another platform and another formula for the okay engines as well right because essentially it's the same engine as but the okay- it,
1: it right essentially is but it's still a different engine because yeah. you don't have the exhaust valve so it's a completely different engine to begin with with That's that yeah. and then you know carburetor you can exchange carburetors on all these different engines as long as they work properly again we you know we went well, through that with the sse engine you yeah, know we going did. going from the bowl to the diaphragm or diaphragm to the bowl you know it 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 just seems like it's it's part of the equation we didn't need and i don't think i think that's again one of the problems FIA has is they don't have a, a pulse on what's exactly going on across the world in terms of carding
0: Well, we'll keep an eye on it, folks. That's for sure. The FIA OKN engine program. We'll see how that kind of develops. Uh, Another break and we'll wrap things up. When we get back, we'll talk about the editorial we have on the website. We'll let you know what podcasts are available on all the different platforms right now. We'll talk about what's coming up on the ECAN radio network as well. We'll cap it all off with a look at where we're going to be trackside with ECAN coverage. Stay tuned. We'll wrap up this edition of This Week in Karting after this break. The 27th edition of the world's largest street race for karting is coming Labor Day weekend. On September 3rd and 4th, the Extreme Rock Island Grand Prix will feature racing for everyone from grassroots to vintage racers to some of the best national and shifter kart drivers from North America, all at one venue. A total of 18 race groups will tackle the city streets of Rock Island, Illinois with two full days of competition after the volunteer committee turns those streets into a racing festival overnight. Categories range from the popular Briggs 206, Margay, Ignite, Yamaha Canyon and 100cc categories to the Vintage Karting Association and Shifter divisions, all with opportunities to gain track time and chances to win by competing in multiple classes. The famed King of the Streets, as well as the King of the Rock races for Briggs & Stratton 206 and 100cc entries, will each pay $1,000 and the coveted Rock Trophy to win, as well as checks for the top five places. All other classes will race for Rock Trophies, as well as second and third place awards. New this year, carters in different classes but from the same track can battle together for an overall 2022 track team of the year award by designating their track or club name when they register the extreme rock island grand prix is the most fun you can have on and off the track learn more by visiting racerockisland.info
2: wins in the sport's biggest races and championships in national and regional series all over the country, they're all on Nitro Kart's growing resume. Nitro Kart continues to make its statement as the best, fastest, and winningest cadet chassis on the American market. In 2021, Nitro Kart won the three biggest crowns in America in the Microsoft division with Mateo, Rosu in the Scusa Pro Tour, and both the Super Nationals and the USPKS titles with Keelan Harvick. At the Super Nats alone, three of the top five drivers on the podium got there on a Nitro Kart. The results are clear. If you want to win in cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join our team. At Nitro Kart, we're all about driver development. Nick Tucker and the Nitro Crew's racing resumes are extensive, and their passion for helping our kids learn is unparalleled. Racing is about consistent learning, and that's what we're all about here at Nitro Kart. Never wanting to quit, we've continued to extend the reach of our driver development program. In addition to expanding into the junior and senior karting categories, we've also launched Nitro Motorsports, which will field two cars this season in the Trans Am by Pirelli series, one being piloted by karting champion Brent Cruz. Not only can we develop your young driver, but we can also provide the platform if a move to cars is in your plan. And our second seat is available. If you're serious about your driver's career, contact us today.
0: Welcome back to This Week in Carding, episode number 46. It's July the 27th. Again, as we said from the top, we're going to start doing, try to get these to be more weekly podcasts. They're not going to be quite as long, but we'll give them a, a more of a consistent delivery for you. Uh, a lot of stuff coming out on the website, David, over the last uh, number of days, over the last week, we've had a bunch of stuff that we've pushed out, uh, Ek and original editorial. First and foremost, you you decided you wanted to come up, you know, kind of rolling off the All-Star game with a 2022 carding all-star roster roster you took the time to 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 lay out who you think were kind of the three all-stars in a a bunch of different groups
1: yeah i had a fun time doing it last year to kind of pinpoint just three drivers two alternate drivers in senior junior master and cadet this year we added shifter side of things as well so we got five different categories again we were seeing kind of an uptick in shifter competition this season so i provided essentially the the three drivers like say if we're going to go to the karting olympics with these five categories these are the three drivers i would want representing uh you know the united states karting programs and then two alternate drivers as well so it's fun to kind of do that and kind of hear uh people's opinions or or agreements or disagreements and and go from there just a fun little article to be able to do
0: We dropped a little preview as well. Article about the Rock Island Grand Prix. Our new editorial assistant, Nate Dean, putting together the King's Rule at the Rock Island Grand Prix article. David, you know, one of the cool things about Rock Island for many years, well, over two decades now, right? They've had the king of the streets. The Supercarts USA king of the streets started back in, I think, 1999, I believe it was, the first year. Uh, Joe Janowski winning that down in Oklahoma. Then Alan Rudolph won in 2000 at Quincy. Then it came to Rock Island, and it's been a home there, the king of the streets. Then Rock Island developing other events as well, the King of the Rock, which I think two other kings, king races, which I think has been a great addition to it, and and Nate did a good job getting that article together.
1: Yeah, King of the Rock for 100cc, and then King of the Rock for Briggs 206 category. You know those three. uh, You know it it provides. You know those drivers who have raced there year in and year out, wanting to be a king, but yet not not going up into the shifter ranks, allow them the ability to be a king. Uh, at the Rock Island Grand Prix. So I think that's kind of the cool aspect of it. And again, it was able to, to connect with, Three uh, reigning kings right now, Andrew Badozo, Race Liberante, and Michael Dittmer. So all three drivers looking to come back and defend their crowns in each of the categories. The unique aspect, I think, though, is Race Liberante. He's going for all three crowns uh, this year.
0: <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. Again, that's the Labor Day Classic, the Rock Island Grand Prix. And, and also coming to the website over the last uh, couple of weeks, we've had our EK and driver rankings. David, spending the time to get things updated, heading into the uh summer nationals event which will, of course uh, uh, throw two more results at the rankings as we will probably redo that again later here in q3 uh skip operation school the sponsor of our ecan driver rankings david and, and the guys up front number one ranked guys have been there for quite a while
1: they have been AJ Myers, defending Skuzi Pro Tour champion, remains the top driver in the Shifter Cart rankings. While Ryan Norberg, four-time Skuzi Pro Tour champion and defending US PKS champion, remains the number one driver, and really the only driver we've I've seen over what the 18 years I've been doing the rankings to have an average finish of one over his seven races that count for the uh, the driver ranking yeah. so it's amazing including,
0: including a Supernats win
1: including a supernats win exactly yeah. again it's it's a rare feat mm. to see the average finish of your seven races be 1.00 Well
0: he just happens to be having the best year of his career. You spin off the Supernats last year. Then into twenty twenty three, the guy's winning everything. It's a, it's absolutely amazing, what, what that, Ryan's been doing. Yeah,
1: that, that's a good. Is this the the best season he's ever had? I would think. I would have I to think agree it, with I that. Have
0: to agree, right? Now that's a good people,
1: question to ask him, though.
0: I like yeah. that. We'll ask him this weekend. Let me let me throw this out here as well. Just just people talk about the, the rankings. Uh, this is something that we've been doing a long time. David, you said you've been doing it for 18 years. I started the driver rankings and the and the, the equation that we had that we use in 1999. The very first issue of Shifter Card Illustrated magazine had the driver rankings in it. And that was that was all for shifters at that point. But we've been we've literally been doing the driver rankings for almost 24 years now which I think is wild.
1: We have no idea what we're doing, Rob.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, it's exactly no right. Idea. We're just winging it. Uh, EK ask, podcast. ask Eddie
1: Jars of Crack. It's, it's a great story.
0: I love it. I <laughs> want to hear that one. I love Eddie. Um, the, EK, the EK podcast, we've been having them kicking out this one, of course, so it will be, we'll be played on the EKN radio network. Others, the most recent ones you can get on all the different pl- platforms, iTunes. You can, of course, get it from iTunes, Google play, on Spotify, we're on Podbean, all the other podcast outlets. Uh, the last edition of This Week in Carding, which was episode 45 from July the uh, 19th. That uh, was just eight days ago. That one's available now as a podcast. And as well, David, the face-to-face show we did recently, episode 56 of our face-to-face show, which we, which we stream on YouTube and Facebook. You can watch the video on, on, on YouTube. But if you're a podcast person, we sat down and talked to Justin Stefani from Race Rotax about the you know the rebirth, the regrowth of the Rotax program here in the U.S., the Trophy Series West and Trophy Series East programs, and the event they'll have in October that which will send the drivers to the Rotax Grand Finals in Portugal this year, the uh, Trophy, uh, the Trophy Final, U.S. Trophy Final at Newcastle in October. Great to take the opportunity to talk to Justin Stefani.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about what they've been doing with the Rotex program here in the U.S. Again, got to go to the what was the unofficial Grand Nationals in 2020 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. and was really excited about, you know, the vision they had and and the the outlook of how to grow the program. Again, focus basically at the grassroots level and go, go da, you know, from the base up. Yeah. And that's kind of what they've done. And and now they have the unique Uh, U.S. trophy final event that we're going to have in October to be able to to uh, hand out tickets to what is truly the Olympics of karting the Rotax grand finals in Portugal later this year. So excited to be part of that event and excited to continue to see uh, what they do with the race Rotax program.
0: Of course, as I said earlier, the EKN Radio Network, your first opportunity to uh, listen to any of the, the uh, audio content that we push out. You can do- download that to your, your phone or your mobile device. Uh, the upcoming shows that we'll have, and of course, the only 24-hour, seven-day-a-week channel. Uh, we've got, of course, this episode of This Week in Cardi. We'll be streaming on the EKN Radio Network, and after that, play, actually playing right now, uh, is the Supercars USA's Summer Nationals Outlap Preview Podcast. That's playing right now. Of course, we're heading to the Superna- uh, Summer Nationals this weekend. All the live coverage will be on there. We'll also have our post-race debrief show uh, next week on the EKN Radio Network. And one thing that we've just kind of locked in, David, for next week, you and I are going to sit down and talk with Alan Rudolph on a new issue, our new episode of Face to Face. We're going to talk about the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy And the Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston, the track that Alan designed and is a co-owner of down in Houston. We talked about the fact that they have a new USPKS event coming next year. Also, they are having their own Lone Star Grand Prix this fall.
1: Yeah, lots of different things to talk to uh, Alan about. And uh, he's always a great uh, person to have and provides great conversation to, to, uh, to the show.
0: So here's what's coming up, folks. Trackside, as we said, we're going to be at the SuperCars USA Pro Tour Summer Nationals at Newcastle, the finale for that uh, national series. That's, of course, coming up this weekend, July 28th, the 31st. are really looking forward to that. After that, David, interestingly, it's very odd. We're taking a, a very Italian-esque break. Uh, no Trackside at all throughout the month of August, but you'll be back at it again. Labor Day weekend, the Rock Island Grand Prix. We've talked about it already. But the Labor Day Classic once again set up should be a great one. We'll do Ek and live there as well.
1: Yeah, excited for this weekend. Get to, to crown champions for the thirteenth season of the Supercars USA Pro Tour, and then yeah, as you said, have the uh, the European break in August, <laughs> and uh, and then go to uh, go back to the streets of Rock Island Grand Prix, crown some kings, and uh, have a good time on and off the racetrack.
0: Should be a fantastic weekend down at Rock Island. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning into this edition of This Week in Carding. we got another one hopefully planned up for you next week and won't be maybe doing quite as long as this one. Surprising, this is, wow, almost an hour long with the, with our commercials locked in here. So it ended up being a pretty significant show, Dave.
1: Well, Rob, anytime I'm with you, I just love to talk.
0: Yeah, I know you do, David. You're, you're really getting into it. I like it. You're kind of settling into It, it only took you 18 years, but you're doing all right.
1: I'm a slow learner.
0: <laughs> All right, folks. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Uh, on behalf of Nate Dean, David Cole, and everybody else at eCardinews.com, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.